There is no greater feeling than winning on the punt. And if you fail to prepare, you are prepared to fail. This is the golden hour where knowledge is power. We know life is short. That is why we focus on what really matters, finding winners. Time is the longest distance between now and start time. The clock is ticking. It's a big hour of power on the way. We'll try and find you some winners on day one of the championships at Randwick and also Karakata Plate Day. Andrew Forsman, Michael Friedman, Tommy Berry, Tim Clark. We'll have Neville Parnham, Jordan Turner, Dan Pierce, Ash Maley, and SJ Miller. Can you believe that Murray Baker is looking for a sixth ATC derby? Staggering, really. Like he's, in all due respect to Murray, who's been a wonderful preparer of horses for a long period of time. He's a part-time trainer here yeah. in Australia. Like it's yeah. not as if he lives in Sydney and is basically going to Randwick every year with a horse mm-hmm. who's going to be running in an Australian derby. It's just in how many... How many VRC derbies has he won? Uh, well, I can think back to Lion, Lion Tamer. Lion Tamer, yeah. Loman just on going the bulk, through the, on the yeah. slop, yeah. Well, he's just a wonderful trainer. And we know that the Tullock Stakes, it is very much a glamour form reference when it comes to the ATC derby. Regal Lions running the Tullock at Newcastle on Monday was as good a lead-up as you will see. It's great to have Andrew Forsman on the program now. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're okay, Andrew. Thanks so much for your time this morning on the Sports Daily in the Hour of Power. That was some sort of a derby trial by Regal Lion on Monday. Yeah, we were wrapped. Obviously, we we knew from that draw he'd have to go back, and we were just we would have been happy if he'd run midfield and hit the line well. Um, you know, while you never like to use a group group race as a lead up, that's effectively what it was from where he was drawn and dropping back to the eighteen fifty. Um, we could not have been happier with how he went. Okay, barrier number 10 tomorrow. Whereabouts is the ideal spot in running for him there tomorrow? Do you, do you want to be as far back as what you were on Monday or maybe a little bit closer? Yeah, you'd want to be a little bit closer, ideally. It's just hard to know what the others are going to do around you. So, look, he doesn't have a lot of tactical speed and he will be, you would think, midfield at best. Um, you know, as long as he's got a few behind him, we don't want to be too far, far off him in a big field. He bounced out of Monday okay, Andrew? Yeah, he's actually come through it very well. That's, you know, again, it's not ideal on a five-day backup. One week has worked well for us in the past. It's something Murray's done with good success coming out of the Tullock into the Derby. Um, but a couple of extra days in the trip to Newcastle doesn't seem to have bothered them. OK. Now, we were just talking about how Murray has trained six... Uh, he's looking for his sixth Derby. You've trained a couple of them yourself as well. How does he compare most recently to a quick thinker who won the Derby? Um, he's probably not. He's just he's just hitting his straps at the moment, this horse. He quick thinker was a stakes winner as a two year old and it's sort of always shown that real ability right the way through. Um, whereas this horse is is taking a fair while to develop, a bit of racing and um, he we always knew he was gonna make a nice stayer and, and hoped that at the back end of his three year old season the penny would drop. What about the stable mate White Noise who has come up with a really, really tricky gate for tomorrow's assignment? Yeah, he has, and unfortunately things just haven't worked out for him. Um, the last couple of starts, we felt we didn't get the tactics right in our derby. We thought he had run well at Newcastle the other day, and I, I just don't know that he's that adept on the heavy ground, and obviously that's a big concern heading into Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit frustrating for him because he's a horse that does have ability. I'm just, I don't know whether we're making excuses for a horse that may have just trained off a touch and... He's had a long campaign, so from the draw, it's going to be pretty tough for him. And before all of the Group 1 racing gets underway at Randwick tomorrow, it's the size produce stakes at Group 1 level over there in New Zealand where you've got the unbeaten turn-me-loose Philly Lickety split, looking to make it three from three. Can you take out a Group 1 before the big stuff starts over here at Randwick? 
Oh, it'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> you take a group one any day of the week. But uh, look, she's unbeaten, obviously. She's beaten the horses that she's up against against tomorrow bar Wolverine. So, look, it's a small field, but very select. They are the best two-year-olds in the country, and she's drawn wide. It's the first time she's going to have to do a decent amount of work early in the race, and we'll see how good she is tomorrow. Andrew, thank you very much for your time. Good luck, particularly with Regal Line going around in the ATC derby tomorrow. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thank you. There is Andrew Forsman, co-trainer, alongside... Uh, Murray Baker, who, of course, has got quite the record in the time-honoured classic, the ATC Derby, race number seven on the program at Randwick tomorrow. Yeah, that regal line run on on Monday, it just had Derby written all over it. And if it happened over 2,000 metres last Saturday, you'd think, yeah, perfect. Yep. 1850 uh, yeah. on a Monday now gets to 2,400. But uh, if any trainer can oversee a horse's derby preparation. You know it's someone the calibre of Murray who obviously trains in partnership with Andrew. Yeah, he certainly does. All right, we've hopefully got Michael Friedman not too far away. We'll get a word on Forbidden Love going towards tomorrow afternoon's Doncaster Mile. Of course, she is the favourite and she's been well supported as well. $3.90 she is ahead of I'm Thunderstruck, which is Ron Duffy's best bet of the day. $5.50 yep. I'm Thunderstruck and then Converge at $11. So uh, I haven't asked you, what way are you leading in? Are you with the mayor? Oh, I think so. 50 yeah. kilos, Jamie Carr, like just a swimmer like Mares inform. We know all the saying, but boy, boy, she has to be the one they have to beat. In saying that, sub four dollars in this sort of field is quite skinny, but she's airborne, Tim. Yeah, she certainly is. All right, uh, we've got Tommy Berry, Tim Clark, not too far away as well. Don't forget our tipping competition is uh, the four Group 1s yep. at Royal Randwick as well as the Karakata uh, sorry not the Karakata Plate the Old Comrade Stakes which is the other feature on Karakata Plate Day thanks to Amelia Park out there at Ascot yes it is so that is PR4 the Old Comrade and those four Group 1s day one of the championships wonderful days racing there at Randwick albeit we are going to be on a heavy 10 track continuing to rain over there in Sydney SR6 which is the size SR7 which is the Australian Derby SR8 the TJ Smith Stakes, Eduardo up against Nature Strip as he chases a third successive victory in the race in SR9, which is the time-honoured Doncaster. And, of course, uh, the other best bet for Ron Duffy there came up in the Carbine Club. Straight Aaron reckons that it sets up well pr- uh, for Straight Aaron there for the three-year-olds over the mile. Now, Dean Lester, we might give you just while we're standing by for Michael Friedman, who's not too far away. Uh, Dean Lester's best for Golden Mile Day there at Bendigo. Race two, number 16, I think it was, Stretto, and race nine, number three, Corner Pocket. Yes, and then for Chris Nelson, his best bet was race one, number two. That's right, Sale. At Eagle Farm there tomorrow afternoon. All right, uh, now, a couple of text messages that are coming through on the Retrovision text line. Uh, One of the impression diggers that it, there's going to be a pretty significant fight at Marvel Stadium. That's what Butts was referring oh, okay. to earlier on. Okay, so it's not an April Fool's joke. Well, not what we've been told here on the text line by multiple oh, good. of our oh, well, that's good. listeners. So it might be legitimate. George, um, George Cambosis, is that what we're thinking? Yes, and Devin Heaney. Okay, there that's you go. For June. So For June. Yeah. Yep. In Melbourne. Yep. Okay, yes. I like it. All right. Uh, well... What we're going to do, we'll get to Tommy Berry. He's standing by. We were going to have Michael Friedman. Unfortunately, haven't been able to get a hold of him yet. We'll head over to Sydney, though. Tommy Berry standing by. 
Tab Radio, your station of choice. Each weekday morning from 5.30 with the Sports Daily. It's time to head to Sydney on the Hour of Power and it's great to have Tommy Berry on the program ahead of day one of the championships and it's a serious book of rides. Tommy, good morning to you. Hey guys, how are you? We're okay, Tommy. Great to have a chat to you on this Friday morning. We might just start with the Australian Derby in regards to character who looked the winner at Newcastle a long way from home. Now gets to 2,400 off a uh, pretty abbreviated lead up. How is he going to go in your humble opinion? Yeah, I guess the, the distance is a big query with him. Um, he, he ran in the derby in Melbourne, but uh, jarred up a little bit on that day. And you've got to remember, the other day was was pushed back to eighteen fifty instead of two thousand. So um, no, I, I was very pleased with his efforts. He he did all the work himself. He um, had to, you know, he had to make up a fair bit of ground just for the corner to get on the back of the back of the um, the favourite, and uh, and was very strong at the end. So. Yeah, look, he's, he's got to do it on a very short backup, but the, the Tullock's always been a very good lead-up to the um, to the Derby, so I've got no reason why he can't run well. He's, he's drawn well, he's drawn awkward, but he'll put himself on the speed, so um, yeah, he'll give himself every chance from there. And what about that genuine heavy track he is going to encounter tomorrow, Tommy? Yeah, well, it's different. He hasn't seen that. It was it wasn't that heavy um, when he ran at Newcastle, but then. He, he start before it rose. It was was very genuine heavy, and, and it was a, a bit more of a worn out track. So it's going to be different on Saturday at at, um, at Randwick because you're going to have a very heavy deck, but one that hasn't been raced on for a while. So it's going to be quite a good surface, even though it's going to be very heavy. So. Um, hoping it's going to be nicer than what we had to endure last weekend at Rose Hill. All right. Now, Tommy, I dare say after you rode in the Everest, of course, the other big 1,200-metre sprint at Randwick when Mars Crusader ran second in October, I, I dare say you wouldn't have thought that you'd be on Shelby 66 ahead of Mars Crusader and, and a better chance Shelby 66 in a TJ Smith, according to the market. Can he win it again? Yeah, well, uh, I didn't get the option with um, Mars Crusader. They they um, went with Willie Pye, which yep. is fine. So, um very pleased to pick up Shelby 66, especially with this weather hanging around. But uh, it's amazing what he's, he's, he's been able to achieve at his last five starts. He's gone from you know, getting beat at the Sapphire Coast in class two races to, to winning a group one. So it's an incredible story, one that I'm privileged to be a part of. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, if you can win the TJ Smith on the weekend, you know, he's got a great following now. It'll be a, a massive coup for everyone involved. And as you said earlier this week on social media, Tommy needs to be looked at in the yard as he's first up from a spell. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think a lot of people took that as a joke, but I was actually being serious. <laughs> it, it, it is actually my biggest query and my biggest worry with him. He's, um, his wet form's one that's, that's you know, stood up quite well, and we know that he needs it very heavy, but also that he's been on the backup has is, is been a big plus as well. So... Then he's had to put a, a saddle on his back for the first time in, in you know, six or seven weeks. And um, he does get away uh, from you quite easily in condition. So um, then he's had to take him for a trip to the races one time and, and that just keep his head out of the feed bin. But um, I'm sure he'll get there in good order on Saturday. And, you know, we've drawn against uh, right next to um, Nature Strip. So uh, he's, he's a nice one to follow into the race as well. Tommy, what sort of feel did he give you two starts ago when you won the McCartan on him? On a heavy nine, that was. Yeah, look, he, he just, he's one of them horses I never felt like I was ever in trouble on, uh, especially in that ground. So that's very important. I guess that's why he's, his record's so good on that ground. It's because he he never he never loses, you know, any of his footing. He never loses his balance, and he's very well balanced on that sort of ground. So 
he just gave me a really consistent feel, which is very hard to get on heavy ground. So um, there's nothing brilliant about him when it comes to his, his turn of foot or anything like that. It's a nice sort of gradual pickup. But, um, you know, when you see him in the yard, he, he looks every every bit of a group one horse as well. So he's a, he's a lovely type. And I'm sure he'll look one of the best in the yard again on Saturday. Can you make a case for laws of indices in the Doncaster from a low draw? I can, only because I've always got a I've always had a lot of time for the horse. He's since he's running the Golden Eagle, he's um been one that I've really looked forward to getting back aboard. Uh first up he he, he missed the kick and got back in a slow run race. It was a bit of a non event and then second up he was really good beyond Forbidden Love, only beating two lengths there and he, he was only second up. She's a, a very fit mare, um, that he was up against. So, um he's third up now, he's drawn a good alley. Uh, the mile on a heavy tempo is a little bit of a problem and he, he doesn't love the heavy ground even though he gets through it. So he's got a few little things against him there, but when it comes to quality, he's got plenty of that. So um, I'm really looking forward to him stepping out on Saturday. You link up with She's Extreme in the size and she is a heavy track winner and it's probably best to forget her slipper run. Yeah, it is. I think um, Anthony's still having nightmares about that, but... Um, <laughs> You know, if you can take any any bonus out of it, she didn't have a tough run on the day, so she comes into this pretty pretty well off that. And uh, you know, at the end of um, yeah, at the end of the twelve hundred, two starts ago, she was very strong on the line, and obviously loves a very heavy deck. So um, there doesn't look to be a lot of pressure in the race. I, there is the option. I'll talk to Anthony about it later to ride her forward, um, and that will keep her out of trouble uh, out of trouble as well. So um, yeah, look, she's a, she's a great chance. Um, and uh, hopefully it's, it's been a bit of a tough week for Anthony with losing Libertini, so it'd be a nice uh, nice way to pick, pick, it, pick him up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Tommy, just a couple before we do get your best ride. I'm divine. We know Edward won this race last year with a mare called Dewis, who's in pretty good form now. The Adrian Knox, of course, we're talking about race number three. I'm divine tomorrow afternoon. You trialled last week. Uh, can she relish the step up to the 2,000 metres? Yeah, I think so. Um, she's... Uh, you know, she's a filly I've always had a lot of time for. And um, said her work partner is Jewess, actually, and, and she works every bit or maybe even a little bit better than Jewess. So um, that's always a good sign. And I was really taken by her, her um, trial a week and a half ago on the heavy... It was a heavy 10 surface there as well, and just how well she let down in it. So obviously it's been a bit of an interrupted prep because she ran off the track at Kembler and uh, at um, Canberra, so she had to go back to the trial. So... It would have been nice to get another run under her belt um, going into the Adrian Knox, but uh, in saying that, she's drawn well. She'll put herself on speed, and, and like I said, I think she's one of my better rides of the day. I've got a lot of time for her. Would Chalkstream be another one of your better rides from Barrier 1 in the Chairman's up to the 2,600 metres, which doesn't look to prove an issue? Yeah, I hope so. It's, it's not every day you get to ride for the Queen, so I um, feel re- really privileged to be able to get a ride. Uh, for the Queen and um, and put her colours on, so it's something I'm looking forward to. My mum's a my mum's a pom, so um, I know she's excited about it as well. But um, yeah, look, he's he's a, a very genuine stayer. He's um, I think he hadn't won till he got up to 2600 in Europe, so he's got good staying ability, good good wet form as well. So uh, from that good alley, I'll just be able to get him into a nice rhythm. He, he can go a bit keen in his races, so at least I'll be able to get cover when I want it and and put him to sleep and. I'm sure he'll be the strongest at the end of the, the 2600 on Saturday. What is the standout of the day, Tommy? I think it could be Chalkstream or on the vine, only because they're 
yeah, they look very well placed. Um, but hopefully for everyone else's sake and myself, um, it'd be nice to see Shelby Six get up. Absolutely, it would. Tommy, all the very best. Thank you for your time this morning. Go well, day one of the championships. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Tommy Berry with us on the program, having a look towards his rides tomorrow afternoon at Randwick Races 3 and 4. The Adrian Knox and the Chairmans, that's where he thinks we can get the money tomorrow afternoon amongst his rides. Well, the favourite for the Doncaster is Forbidden Love, and it's great to have co-trainer in Michael Friedman with us on the line now. Michael, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Michael. Thanks very much for your time. From the outside looking in, it looks like she ticks all the boxes ahead of the Doncaster there tomorrow, this mare. Yeah, look, it's, it's certainly, you know, from, from the point of view of the track conditions and, and the, the current form she's in and, and the weight that she's carrying, um, it, uh, it sort of looks like a good option for her at the moment. Um, I guess it remains to be seen, depending on the weather, whether we even go around or not. But um, I think at this stage it's looking likely. So um, she's, in, she's in good order and, uh, yeah, looking forward to tomorrow. Have you got concerns that the meeting might be called off, Michael? Oh, I wouldn't say concerns, but, you know, obviously the forecast rain later today and the possibility of more tomorrow, I think, you know, they'd probably, the club would be needing to keep a, keep an eye on it because obviously with the, with the weather that we've already had here for the past more or less six weeks, um, they're all pretty waterlogged. But I think if any track can sort of deal with it um, as it is, um, Randwick's the track and the fact that they haven't raced on it for three weeks is probably a bit of an advantage too. She probably won't know herself with 50 kilos. Yeah, well that's, you know, I had a long chat to all the owners after the George Ryder and as to where we were going to go to next and um, you know, I think she's probably never going to get another opportunity to run in a handicap with 50 kilos on her back so uh, we figured, um, you know, with the condition, track conditions as they'll be, with the light weight, it was worth a worth a try. Is there any chance that she backs up next week into the Coolmore Legacy, or this will be it for her tomorrow? Um, I would say it would be unlikely that she'd back up in a race like that. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, we'll get through tomorrow and, and see how things pan out and, and all that. If she was to have another run, there'd be some possibility she may wait for two weeks and go around in the all-age Um two weeks later, but um, you know, that that would be largely dependent on obviously how she runs tomorrow and, and then how she comes through it. Michael, did you envisage that she could elevate to this level when she was getting prepped up for this campaign? Um, look, probably not, if I'm being honest, but um, I did think she had a pretty luckless sort of spring campaign um, where two or three of her runs were a lot lot better than what they looked on, perhaps, uh, on paper, but... Um, you know, there's no doubt she's sort of come back in in good form. She she enjoys running on these wet tracks, but um, you know, not not to say she's just a wet tracker because I think you know there'd be an argument to say she probably should have won first up this campaign in the expressway, which was a very firm good three that day. So whilst I think she she does excel on these sort of tracks, um, I, I don't classify her as simply a wet tracker. Okay, can we go back to the top of the day, the kindergarten stakes where you've got Insurrection, who was third on debut behind Nominator. Is there too much of a gap in the market between those two tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I think there is, to be quite honest. Um, you know, they met at, at uh, Gosford first up, and, and my bloke sort of from an inside gate got a lot further back than we anticipated, and um, around Gosford you just can't afford to do that. And um, he got tangled up a little bit. Um, you know, behind a couple just on the point of the turn too and it's a pretty short run in there and 
I thought, you know, with a, with a checkered sort of run, he, he finished off quite well. So I think he'll enjoy getting onto a bigger, bigger track like Randwick tomorrow. The heavy 10, you know, may not be totally to his liking, but um, I thought he got through the heavy conditions at Gosford all right the other day. And, yeah, I think he can run a lot better than his price suggests. Okay, and can the same be said for Alakahan on the week spin around? Yeah, well, I think, you know, he, he's obviously loving these really wet tracks, probably being a, a European import. He's, he's done a fair bit of racing on those sort of surfaces up there, and I think, you know, he, he relished those conditions last week. So um, if, if we get the similar sort of conditions tomorrow, um, again, I think he could probably run a lot better than his price suggests. Well, good luck tomorrow afternoon, particularly with the mirror and the Doncaster. Thanks for your time this morning. My pleasure. Thank you. There is Michael Friedman with us on the program as he rounds out the first part of the hour of power this morning. How do you assess her prospects? Uh, yeah. I'm oh, talking forbidden love, sorry. Yeah, Tim. she's right up there. She's going to... Oh, look, I thought I was against her in the George Ryder Stakes. I tried to take her on. I learned my lesson there. And I, I, look, I think she's she's the one. If, if I'm Thunderstruck's going to be winning... I think uh, she'll be beating everyone else home. She's got 50 kilos. She carried 57 in the George Ryder. Yeah, wait for age. The last two have been 57. Exactly, and now she drops yeah. to 50. Yep. yep. You know, and, and, and she's just and she's effective in the conditions. Great rider. Yards in form. Mare's in form. Like, they're, the, they're the two obvious standout lead-ups to the Doncaster, aren't they? The Canterbury Stakes and the... George Ryder stakes, both group one weight for age. She's won them both. So it's yeah. it's tick, 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 heavy track, tick. Absolutely. Every, it is. every box there is ticked. Every T is crossed and every I is dotted for it, forbidden love. It's just whether you're prepared to take that price and, you know, what happens. But if it continues to rain over there, yeah. well, you know where she's going to be in the run. Hopefully that the rain doesn't get to the point where we have to face up to a similar situation to last Saturday. Fresh ground helps. Tab Radio, your station of choice. Each weekday morning from 5.30 with the Sports Daily. Let's head to Sydney again on the Hour of Power and it's great to have Tim Clark on the program. Tim, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you going? We're okay, Tim. Great to have a chat to you on this Friday. I'd be interested to know, does the drive to Randwick for day one of the championships have a different feel than the normal Saturday race day commute? Oh, it is. It is um, pretty exciting to be heading down there for a big day like that. But def- yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, there's um, there's a lot, bit more excitement. Um, that's for sure. Okay. Well, let's start if we can by talking about what is arguably the best sprint race that we've got on the calendar here in Australia. That is the T.J. Smith Stakes, where you team up with this three-year-old overpass from Buren Baker's stable uh, back aboard again. Can you see this bloke? Uh, putting up an even better performance than what we saw in the Galaxy a fortnight ago. Yeah, I think so. He um, he's a bit unlucky in the Galaxy. He um, he drew the inside and sort of ended up behind the leader and just sort of got balked on a few occasions. Had to change course and just probably never got the opportunity to fully wind up. And um, I feel that if he had been able to sort of get a bit of clear air, he, he would have been somewhere in the finish. And, you know, for a three-year-old, he had a fair bit of weight in a galaxy as well. So um, I, I thought his run was was full of merit, and you know, as I said, if, you know, a bit of lucky, he may have even been coming into this race, being already being a Group One winner. So yeah, I, I think he, he he draws well and and should get a nice run just behind the speed again. And I expect him to run really well. And obviously, what's a very hard race. Absolutely it is, Tim. I was just going to ask you that, and you, you made mention of it. Is he capable of tagging the speed? It's likely to be a genuine run race, given Eduardo was there. 
Yeah, I think he is capable of just just being right behind them. But obviously, you know, a lot of respect for Eduardo and Nature Strip. You know, they've been at the the top of the tree for a long time now. But you know, we saw you know in the in the challenge stakes um, a few weeks ago when when I rode Shelby sixty six that you know they're not they're not invincible either. So Nature Strip sort of that was probably one of his his worst performances he's put in for for some time and. He's going to get very similar conditions tomorrow. So whether he handles them and and Eduardo, he's obviously he's always been a bit of a, a question mark at, at a strong twelve hundred at Randwick. So um, you know, although they're they're the they're the um, the two horses to beat, I, I feel that there's there is a little bit of um, you know a, a few little chinks in their armour as well. Then yeah. What about Ellsberger goes around in the Doncaster, gets genuine weight relief. We know it's a tough race to win this one, but he has wet track form. He's good at the track as well. There's a few things in his favour. Yeah, definitely. He, um, you know, both of his runs, his preparation has been terrific. He, he obviously was pretty dominant first up at Randwick on a heavy 10, so he, he returns to that scene, and uh, which you'll appreciate. And, and last start, he had the, um, the big weight, he was up to 1,500 second up, where he, he generally does just sort of regress a little bit from his first up run. So Gerald and Sterling have sort of planned to be at hitting the, the Doncaster third up with three weeks between runs, which they feel is just perfect perfect for this horse. Um, drops down to the lightweight and he's going to sort of make his own luck up on speed. And Now, I, I could see him definitely looking the winner a, a long way down the straight. All right, before we get to your other two Group 1 rides, one that looks one of your better ones on the day comes up in the last. That, of of course, is Zapateo for James Cummings and the Godolphin team. This brazen bow filly, what did you make of her effort a month ago at Randwick when she finished fourth behind Marzu? Yeah, she ran really well there, and obviously Marzu's come out and and won again. He's probably the the form horse of the autumn, really. He, um, you know, all the form behind him is really strong. She's done a good job there. She drew a little bit awkward and just didn't quite map perfect for her there, but um, she she draws well tomorrow. Um, obviously, James has got a strong hand in the race, but she's had a trial to tick her over in between and very happy with, with what I felt in the trial. So expect her to, to, to run a usual on her race again. Tim, I think if we remove Fireburn from the size, and she's clearly going around, and I think she's in the odds-on region at the moment. Other than her, though, it looks to be a pretty even addition. A new ride, Brosnan, for Gerald and Sterling. Yeah, it does. That's for sure. She um, she's obviously ex- extremely impressive there in the slipper and gets conditions to suit again. So obviously going to be be hard to beat. But you know, um, Brosnan Brosnan looks like he's a he's a cult that. Um, He's sort of on the improve. Uh, he, he ran really well there at Flemington over the 1400. So he's had he's had that good grounding with the, the 1400 metre run under his belt. I think that'll that'll help. And um, he's another one. He's, he's drawn nicely um, to get a good run. And he probably doesn't have to improve a lot to to be sort of definitely a good each way chance. Okay, and can you make that same sort of each way? Claim for Zoomon, who no doubt will be out in front again in the derby. It was a bit disappointing the other day. I may have just sort of went a, a fraction quick on him. Um, it, you know, this is the race he's been targeted at all prep. Um, he arrives here, you know, 
mixing his form his last couple of runs, um, he obviously he's going to need to turn it around quickly from what he did the other day. Um, you know, maybe, you know, Castle Ray Kid, Gay's other horse, he could stride forward from the outside and, and sort of we might be able to sit in behind him even if, if they're going to, he wants to roll along. But he's a genuine stayer and he, 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 um, he has performed well on, on heavy tracks before, but he does need to turn his form around quickly. What's the best of the day, Tim? Um, hopefully, uh, I think Ellsberg will, will give a good sight um, in the Doncaster. And uh, I think probably my best ride is probably Knight's Order in the, in the Chairman's, which obviously looks for an incredibly deep race. Um, but uh, he gets conditions to suit and he's third up and he's ready to peak on, on, on the weekend. Terrific. Thank you very much for your time this morning. We do appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again soon. Beauty. Thanks, guys. Great to have Tim Clark on the program this morning as he looks ahead to a couple of his key rides tomorrow afternoon at Randwick, headlined by Overpass in the TJ Smith. And Elksberg, I think you can certainly include him in the numbers with some confidence. He, he was okay last time out. He had 59. Yeah, that was a good even, a good steadier for him that it, day. It certainly was. 52, you know, that's a massive drop. Yeah. Seven kilos. Yep. That's a big, big drop. That's a stone in the old. Yeah. And he just, he he's the type of horse that, it screams. He screams out, lightweight Doncaster chance. Absolutely, and he'll make his own luck up yeah. on top of the speed. All right, that is a look at the East Coast for today. Let's get to Dan Pierce now because there's two in the Karakata Plate for Team Pierce tomorrow afternoon. Let's see if we can get a push for one of them at a price. Dan, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are you? We're okay, Dan. Thanks so much for your time this morning. You know what it takes to win the Karakata Plate. Have you got the right horses going there tomorrow? Oh, we were hoping for better barriers. Uh, we sort of walked away from the barrier draw a bit uh, deflated. Um, we've got two horses that have showed glimpses of uh, of having the ability that uh, that they'd need. Um, uh, they just uh, need a bit of luck in running. What about Fiorucci, Mama? Do you adopt positive tactics from that gate? Yeah, she'll be positive again, um, and uh, she comes into nine with a scratching. So, um, so yeah, she'll she'll roll forward uh, as she does, and uh, and uh, and yeah, see if she'll she'll give a good sight. She'll be uh, she'll be there for a long way. Um, she's going well. Um, they just just went went too hard last start. Um, she beat off the uh, beat off the uh, ones that led um, the race out with her, um, and uh, was, was just honourable late with the uh, with the speed they went out at. Um, uh, but she's in uh, she's in good order. She hasn't done a lot wrong, and as you said, she's entitled to knock up, and she didn't get beaten all that far. It must be said after setting the tempo there in front in the gym crack. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they went 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 hard, and uh, and yeah, like I say, she fought off the ones that went with her, um, and uh, and was run over late by uh, by a couple of good ones. And uh, yeah, we were sort of sort of hoping if we uh, if we drew a soft barrier, you know, she wouldn't have to do as much. Um, but yeah, she may still uh, may still have to be used a little bit to uh, to roll forward from that gate now. All right. Now, what about uh, Galaxy Affair, who will start from the outside gate? A really tough draw, as you mentioned earlier on. Yeah, well, he's going super. I mean, he hasn't put in a bad run, um, and he's just been been going back from wide barriers and uh, and being able to hit the line, and and he's been making up solid ground. Um, and yeah, I hope was uh, if we uh, if we rode him like that, and then we drew a softy gate in the uh, in the Karakata, we wouldn't have to go right back. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's not looking not looking great from that barrier. And what about the prospects of Police Yeah, who I thought had genuine excuses last start, Dan? 
Yeah, she's been going well, um, and she's she's in good order, and uh, um, yeah, and she yeah, she she'll um, she's been running nice races, so uh, yeah, she just needs a bit of luck in in running, and then just to find which is just trying obviously trying out to the uh, the ratings race if it gets the older horses, um, and uh, and try and going down that path. But uh, yeah, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if she popped up and did something. Her work's been good, and uh, she's sounded well. Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, probably hasn't uh, hasn't been running bad races. Okay, and then back to the eighteen hundred metres for Chicklet in race number nine. Yeah, she was. I thought she was great last start. I mean, um, she got got stuck out there wide, and uh, and really, uh, really still looked a chance um, halfway down the straight. So. Um, uh, yeah, no, for a tiny little girl like her to be uh, to be posted out where she was, um, I thought she was really brave, um, and she's come through it well. So she just same again, drawing a little bit sticky. Uh, so just need a little bit of luck, but uh, but with yeah, with with the right of luck and uh, get into the right spot, uh, she could run a race. Who, who's the stable's best, Dan? Oh, I would have thought Chicklet, yep. um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I just just all on sticky barriers. But uh, but horses uh, horses horse going well, so hopefully uh, out of the uh, out of the four of them, if uh, yeah, something gets a bit of luck in running, they can be uh, be thereabouts. Thanks for your time this morning. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Dan Pierce with us on the line. Could you make a case that either of those two, Galaxy Affair or Fair Richie Mama, could? Sneak into a second or third placing there tomorrow. Well, she was good for you, Richie Mama. Where does she get Barrier Nine? It's, oh. not, it's not. It's not a horrendous draw, but she's an on-speed filly. She's probably going to have to do a little bit of work, and that's why I think a lot of people are still quite happy to be with Amelia's Jewel because there's speed inside and there's speed outside. So they're going to go hard, and then it's just a matter of whether Paddy can navigate some horses in front of him aboard the favourite. All right, let's get to Ash Maley here. Has got Penny on the Queen going around in the Karakata tomorrow afternoon. Good morning to you, Ash. Good morning, fellas. How are we this morning? We're very well, Ash. How is Penny on the Queen? Yeah, Penny on the Queen's um yeah, no, she's she's well. She's um she even got her ears forward this morning for a change. She's usually got her ears flat back every time you walk past her. She's a cranky <laughs> little chestnut filly, but um no, she seems pretty happy this morning, so yeah, all good. Is she up to this grade? Well, <laughs> I sort of think that she probably is. Um, she's done a few things wrong um, leading up to this, and she, and she's won really. Uh, you know, when she won on that Saturday, she she won extremely well. She's got a um, really nice turn of foot. She's a very determined little filly. Um, whether she can measure up to you know it's a couple of the real good ones there. Um, I don't really know, but she will. She'll give it a best. And she is tough. Um, the twelve hundred will will suit her. Um, look, I, I hold high hopes for her. Um, she's very, very, very tough, and she is, is sound. So, I mean, going into the race where she's happy and she's sound, uh, you know, that's a big plus for a two-year-old going in there sound and happy. So, you know, I'm. I'm quietly confident that she can be in the first five, yeah. Do you feel, we, and we asked this question of Luke Fernie, who ran second to Amelia's Jewel uh, the other day with, with his filly, do you feel that she's got claims on being maybe the second best filly in the race behind the favourite, obviously, in Amelia's Jewel? Look, I I, I think she she has. Um, well, she's, she's proven that she's she's pretty tough. I mean, she's, she's come around pretty wide and she's done a lot of fair bit of bullocking and um, you know she's toughed it out really well and, and she runs through the line super even though she's um, cost herself a fair bit of um, just through her own fault just you know being a little bit um, 
pig-headed and, and she was fighting Lucy off the corner and, you know, where Lucy wanted to track up, she wanted to go around and it, you know, probably cost her position for sure on that one of Luke's. Um, yeah, I look, Amelia's Jewel got a beautiful cut up behind her um, the other day and just didn't seem to worry, but Amelia's Jewel, when it came out, it, it just looked just too good. It, I mean, it... it come past us and just uh, give us wind burn. So, um, it, it's, you know, if if everything goes to plan, I suppose, for Amelia's Jewel, it's going to be extremely hard to beat. Um, but they're all there to be beaten. And, and we all know, I've, I mean, I've had the best horse in the race and you just don't get a run and, and, and you miss out. So, I mean, it can happen. Now, Ash, you've got Megazone going around in race nine. There's 66 plus 1,800 metres. It has been a while since he's won a race. In saying that, I thought he was really, really brave last start. Yeah, his last start was really good. I mean, we wanted to give him a run. Um, there wasn't really a race for him. Um, so we'll just put him in that race. Uh, was not really his distance. But he, he found really well at the uh, end of the race. And I think he... You know, he only went down by 1.4 lengths and certainly not over his uh, distance. Um, I thought it was really good. He pulled up well from it. Um, so the 1800 is what we were looking for and he really needed a, a good hit out before we go back into the 1800. So, yeah, he, he'll run a really good race and if he gets, um, uh, you know, if he gets a nice cover... Um, you know, with the light weight on him, he could be he could be right in. If he, you know, if he brings his A game, he'll be. I certainly think that he'll be uh, fighting out the finish for sure. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Good luck tomorrow afternoon. Cheers, Charles. Thank you. There is Ash Maley with us on the program. All right, let's get to SJ Miller now. Who's got a couple going around there tomorrow at Ascot? Good morning to you, SJ. Morning, boys. How are you going? We're okay, SJ. Thanks very much for your time. We get to see Snipperucci back at the races tomorrow, SJ. Can I just ask you first things first, was it by design for her to be ridden that way in her most recent trial? And by that, I mean off speed? Uh, look, I, I sort of said to Brad just to come out neutral and um, see if she'll settle a bit. Um, but the barrier didn't open properly, so that put it back further. Um <laughs> But the best part about it was she settled really good um, and she come home strong, you know. So uh, she sort of um, went through that period where, you know, look, she was sort of lost and wasn't really going anywhere, but um, she had a good spell and she seems to come back really good, you know. With that experience in mind, what do you do from a very favourable barrier draw then tomorrow? Oh, look, you just ride it quiet. You know, um, we've ridden her up on the pace and now we'll try yep. something different with her and, uh, you know, see how she goes. If she can hit the line and, you know, it's a pretty classy field. If she can hit the line and run a good race, I'll be pretty, pretty stoked. Okay, we'll stay at the top of the day then. Short talk goes around in the opener, the West Speed Platinum uh, Autumn Series heat over the 1,100 metres, comes back 100 metres in trip. Uh, how is she after the last start? Uh, yeah, she seems pretty good, but typical female. She's on and off. You know. <laughs> one week, one week she runs a good race, and the next week, you know, same horse, different run. You're not, so, you're not endearing yourself to the fairer sex this morning, SJ. Well, the thing is, you know, I, I don't know. Like um, going into her last run, I thought, you know, she looked pretty good and. You know, in herself, she'd look the bin out and everything. And, uh, 
went to the turn and that was it. So, mate, I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> well, what about General Grant in the last? Do you know what he's going to do as he steps up to 1,800 metres fourth up? Is he ready for this trip now? He's definitely ready for the trip. I know he's going to stay. Um, yeah, look, uh, if he gets in in some, you know, uh, trailing line or something like that, um, I think he should be hitting the line pretty good. He, he was a bit unlucky the other day um, not to finish in the money, so, you know, um, hopefully he'll finish in the money tomorrow. All right. Who's the standout of them? Probably General Grant. All right. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Chop. There is SJ Miller with us on the line. He's a good man. Yeah. I like speaking to SJ. He's a very, very funny man. Uh, now, hopefully we'll get to Geordie Turner. Uh, Diggers, we can't forget, we've spoken about Ascot tomorrow, but we can't forget Sunday afternoon as well, the Pinjarra Cup. And Geordie's actually got a ride, so we'll have a chat to him about that in the, in a moment's time. But uh, Utgard Loki, is this a, another golden opportunity for him to get a feature race win on the horse? It's flying. Absolutely flying the horse. He was a very, very well-supported runner most recently he looked to be well in at the weights and and clearly Adam's got him in particular good order and you know we talk about mares in form just horses in form yeah. and those stayers when they get rock hard yeah. fit it's certainly out of that yard and yeah. I think you even saw it to a lesser degree with a horse like off we go there on the weekend now he was suited by the scratching of Jadavi obviously but he, he came out of a fast run Esperance Cup and then went there the other day under 59 and still won. All right let's get to Geordie Turner right now he's with us to wrap up the hour of power hello Geordie. Morning, boys. Good morning to you, Geordie. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, good to hear. Old, old tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. Could you be better than tickety-boo yeah. after the Karakata Plate has run tomorrow? Oh, hopefully, uh, with a bit of luck. What about Capricorn men's chances here? You were successful aboard him back there on the 12th of March, and he showed really good speed. That was from Barrier 14. Barrier 1, is that a good thing for him? I actually think it is. Um, he actually has a a great deal of speed at the, at the barriers. He um, jumps pretty well and makes his own luck. So, no, I was really happy with the barrier. Um, obviously, we'll just have to play it by ear a little bit, um, see how the speed looks. But, um, no, on his work the other morning, um, yeah, I'm quietly confident. Obviously, you've got to respect Simon's horse. But, um, uh, no, he, he could run a bold race. Do you feel there's a sense of timing about him, Geordie? Has he just got better mentally as the campaign's gone on? I actually think he has. He um, he's learnt a lot since his first up run, where he was quite green, um, and then he probably should have won his second second up yep. run. But uh, no, he's definitely uh, improved with every run. All right, now there's a swag of gear changes for Rock and Rupert in race number two tomorrow afternoon. Can we see him return to the winner's circle second up? Um, oh, look, he's he's actually gone quite well at home. Uh, Obviously, it's a pretty pretty good race, but um, I think if he does jump and um, can, I can put him in a ideal position, he he'll run a cheeky race for sure. Geordie, you ride son of Bacchus for Reese in the old Comrade Stakes. First time you've ridden this horse this time in. The blinkers come off. How do you assess his prospects? Yeah, I've been um, done a little bit of work with him, track work. I galloped him the other morning. Um, he felt pretty nice. Uh, obviously, yeah, it's his first ride in the race on him, so he just looks like a horse you have to sort of wait up and wait for the splits late. Um, can't expose him too early, so uh, I think if he does get a cushy run early, he might 
might be in the finish. All right. What about Invictus Dominic second up tomorrow afternoon from a nice low draw there as well? Yeah, he has drawn well. Um, obviously, I'll probably find the top or just put a plate by ear um, a little bit. He's He obviously makes his own luck. He did lay out pretty bad last start. Um, that was my only worry today, uh, tomorrow. But he has had the run under his belt, and um, that's probably what he just needed. Geordie, can we just go forward to Sunday, please? And you ride the king for Lindsay Smith in the Tab Touch Pinjarra Cup over the 2,300 metres. Your thoughts here? Yeah, well, um, it's his first time on this horse, so I don't know much about it. I've had a look at a few of his replays, and um, he's running the detonator I thought was something to look forward to. So, um, obviously, he was drawing eight, and I'll obviously speak to Lindsay or see how he wants it ridden, but I'm sure if he's um, at, at his best, he could, could paint the finish. Well, he is hoping that is indeed the case with the King in the Tab Touch Pinjarra Cup on Sunday. But before that, you ride Capricorn Man in the Amelia Park Caracatta Plate. Thanks for your time this morning. Best of luck on the weekend, Jordan. Yep, thanks for having me on.